Welcome back, you guys, to the Footlong Call Podcast. Of course, it's me, Brandon, and I'll be crossing me, of course, is Blaine. Hey, what's going on? Alright, so, this one's going to be especially for the for our younger crowd and all that. It's uh, Today, we're going to be talking about skills you should know before you graduate high school and or start, start college or slash before you move out of your parents' house. Yeah. Like, a lot of us, like, especially when we were, like, you know, you just graduated high school, about to start college, about to move out, you're like, oh, I, I was like, oh, I know everything, you know, don't, mom, dad, I got everything under control, don't need your help anymore, peace. One, fast forward one week, mom, how do I do laundry, what's this, what, do I separate the blacks and the whites, do I use bleach on whites, do I use bleach on blacks, what do I do, oh. help? Oh. We've heard horror stories about that, haven't we? We've heard, like, you know, people, like, you know, realizing they moved out or they're off in college and they have no clue what the fuck they're doing at all. Yeah. Alright, so today we're just going to go with some simple stuff that we think people should know before they move out and all that. Mm-hmm. And the first one on our list is laundry. Now, okay, so whenever I actually started doing my laundry on my own, I did not realize this until I looked this up. But the tag on your clothes and all that... They have, like, the symbols and all that. I'm pretty sure everybody's seen them. We've all been like, oh, eh. There's a ton of symbols on some stuff, yeah. but it doesn't tell you what they are. Yeah, but I actually looked it up. There's actually is. Those symbols are how, what you're supposed to do with the clothes and what's good for it, what's not. It's like, if you should wash it, if you should... Blah, blah, blah. Machine wash it or if you should hand wash it. I was going to say... Uh, should co- you use hot or cold water? Exactly, that's what I was going to say. Should you hand dry or could you put it in the dryer? Should you dry it on only cold in the dryer? Yeah. Uh, based on what material you're using, if it's going to shrink or not. Yeah. If it, you want your cotton to shrink because you stretch too big, you dry that thing hot. Yeah, that's like, I never knew any of that until I looked it up. I was like, oh. So then, you know, typical things, like, you know, in case you never knew, you're supposed to typically separate your, your colors from your blacks and whites. And then you also go farther than that. But, yeah, yeah you separate your blacks and your, your whites You'll do all your blacks in a load, and you'll do all your whites in a load. And you can add, like, a dab of bleach to your whites if they're nothing but white. Yeah. And uh, to help make them sparkle. And then uh, stay nice and shiny whatnot. And then, like, the colors, you take those colors apart, too. Not just the blacks. You can add really dark other colors, like dark navies yeah. and things of that nature. Or underwear. Like, I've got a bunch of different underwear that are, like, vibrantly colored. I could care less if the colors get messed up in them. Because it's just something to see. And uh, so, I typically, I mean, but I still have enough clothes that I get to put, I put all the dark ones with the dark stuff, then I put the lighter ones with the lighter stuff, and then uh, colors, all the cool colors that are like different shades of blue and things. If I have enough, I try to put those all together. Yeah, but like, you know, the main thing you want to do is you don't typically want to mix your colors with your whites, because then, you know, you get the, which even though we probably think it's... The 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 the, the, the Brandon, can you talk today? No, I can't, ladies and gentlemen. Apparently, but um, you know, you we've all seen that running gag on on TV, whatever. That guy ever up the laundry, he put like one red sock or something, yeah. and a bunch of whites. That can actually kind of happen. Yeah, it's not just for comedic relief. And don't wash your jeans with anything else because they bleed tons of color. You wash your jeans with your stuff. Okay, I lost. <laughs> I'm also new today, but yeah, my jeans have been good for the most part. Well, it's not about your jeans; it's about what else you wash with them. They bleed a lot of color, and you wash them, 
So when you put them in something else, you have a chance to make them that also turn slightly blue. Hmm. Nothing so seems slightly blue to me, so looks like I'm going to clear. Well, I mean, then you're all right. If you have some real dark blue jeans, especially when they're newer, they're going to bleed a lot. Hmm. And uh, and the jeans, if you're washing them with other stuff, you, you need to zip the zipper or yeah. it'll snag stuff. So zip the zipper. And also, other fun things, your pants that have jaw, like your basketball shorts or sweatpants and stuff that have the drawstrings on them, mm -hmm. tie those in like a little loop that you can undo. So you get both of them together, both strings together like in one strand, and you tie that in a loop yeah. to where um, it'll stay together. Because otherwise, you'll wash them, and it'll, it'll sometimes pull the string into the waistband, and it's hard to get it out. Mm -hmm. You can do it with your, like your fingers or a needle, but it takes time. Versus if you just tied it, then it won't get stuck. Yeah. And also, you know... If you have any like uh, dress clothes or anything, or anything really nice, you know, and you don't want to f it up in the laundry, the best thing to do is you know you can always take it to the dry cleaner too. You like, can, or you also, can. Also, whenever you dry them or like wash them and all that, then put them in the jar, you know, like you know iron them and all that, because that's the best way to keep them nice and pristine. Well, well, if you don't want those things to fade, those dress clothes and those shirts and things, you wash them and, like suits. You always take those to the dry cleaner. Uh, just to keep it good. Yeah. Um, they have like a dry clean like bag you can wash it in somehow. I don't understand how that works. Really? So I've never tried to do it. Never but, hold that. But like your dress shirts and stuff, so they don't fade their colors. You wash them however you're gonna wash them in the washing machine, and but then you don't fully dry them. You put them in the dryer and you dry them, and you let them stay slightly damp though. You don't fully dry them, and you just take them out. And you put them in a hanger and you hang them in like a hallway or something, and they'll or in your like. On a doorknob or somewhere, and like turn your fan on, or just let it hang out somewhere, hmm. and it'll dry in the air. And your cup, the the dryer fades colors over time because it's really harsh heat. Mm -hmm. And so, if you don't want that to happen, like those dress shirts and things, you just hang them out wet on a hanger, and they'll dry in the air. Also, don't forget, like if you have something that's delicate, there is a setting on both the washing machine and dryer that's called delicate. Yeah, you know. But anyway, I think, unless you can think of anything else playing, I think that's it for laundry and all that. So, yeah, yeah. You know. All right, but why don't you take out the next part? So next one is uh, simple car care and maintenance. These are, uh, we kept it real simple and light because some people are more DIYers and those people know how to do quite a bit. And some people yeah. are more like they really don't know much or frankly, a lot of people don't hardly really know anything about doing any kind of car stuff because honestly unless you car definitely i didn't know even more owning any car maintenance and uh driver's ed oh no my that's not driver driver's ed they don't teach you that stuff they yeah. teach you how to drive or and or rules even then i don't even think drivers that teach you how to drive you just have to jump through that hoop to get a license yeah. and you have to learn how to drive yeah from hopefully someone who knows how to or you just figure it out and don't get in trouble now the, the first thing that you are down on that list is something that you know how to do i don't but the reason i haven't learned it is, is because my car was always too small and too low so the first one on the wrong. list is oil changes so I drive a truck, so I don't have to jack my truck up. I just can lay underneath it, and I can get to it. Yeah. So anyone who drives a car, you're going to have to jack it up. If you want to do your own oil changes, A, you'll need a jack. Most All, all your cars are going to come with a small jack. Yeah. It's not a very good jack, though, but it'll work. It'll take your jack up. But it's important. So if you're going to do this yourself, you will save money doing this, unless you have a coupon. But essentially... Also, uh, well, I'm sorry for interrupting, but one thing I... Okay, is this true? I don't know if you know this because you drive a truck, but I hope people say if you have a car, 
take off the wheel, kind of like put it like, like kind of take off the wheel, kind of like put, like put it down on the car so that way in case the jack fails, you don't get automatically squished. It sounds like a terrible thing, and it sounds like you should never do that. I don't know what that is, but let's not do that. Okay. Um, Maybe I can explain about it. Some price, some jank ass way, they might do it in some other place. <laughs> uh, but I, it doesn't sound very good uh, idea. If you're in a, I don't know. As if you're in a car, I would think it still wouldn't be good. So ignore that. So where I was going with this. So your car is going to come with a jack if you want to change your own oil. And unless you have a coupon that's going to put you down $40 or less to change, change your oil, you can buy oil, especially for a car, for $40 or less with the oil and the filter. Mm -hmm. I drive a truck. I have six quarts of oil that goes in my engine because it's a large, large engine. That and the filter runs around 35 based on what type of oil I buy and if it's like more expensive premium oil or not. So if you have a coupon, it puts you under 40 bucks. It's not a bad coupon to use, but you don't. They're, they're going to put this cheaper oil in it though. Uh, that's another thing to think about. So to do your own oil changes, you have, you got a jack in your car. It comes with. It'll work. Uh, there's better jacks out there, but for the sake of the discussion, let's just use your jack that you have. You're also going to need jack stands uh, because that's going to keep you safe instead of the tire thing you're thinking about. So if you have some of those, at least you have two. Uh, so you'll jack up the front of your car and you'll put the top, first of all, put your e-brake on now so your car's not going to roll. And then uh, next, you're going to jack it up with that jack it comes with and, uh, and you're going to put it on the frame of your car underneath it. So there's a real thick, you'll th find a thick bar that's flat next to where your front two wheels are that connects to another thick bar. That thick bar, you put that round part of your jack underneath it. You'll jack it up in the air, right? And then you're going to put the jack stand, which is a a metal stand with a bolt that goes in the middle of it. You put it up to the height, and then you put the bolt in. So that can't shake, because jacks can fail, and that's a really cheap jack, and it doesn't have security to it. The jack stand has more security to it. So you put one of those on each side, and then you can also have the jack underneath there too, and just loosen it just a little bit to where it depends on the stands, and gets on the stands, and then have just enough that's still there next to it on the frame. Just for whatever reason, it's just a third thing that's there, but you're relying on the stands, which shouldn't give at all. So now you've got your car jacked up in a safe manner that it won't fall and kill you and you'll crush. Because if your car falls on you, you're going to die. Um, so if that doesn't scare you from doing oil changes, now that you've got all your supplies, you're going to need like a little, I don't remember what the name of it, like an oil, oil filter wrench is what you're going to need. And, um, you know, you'll buy this tool once and you'll never need to buy a different one. It's, a, it's got a band on it and you put it on the oil filter and uh, it allows you to, it's, when you try to take it off, it will tighten on the filter and allow you to break it loose and unscrew it. And then you can unscrew the rest of it with your hand. Now, it's really important that, let's say you're going to do this oil change, do it on your day off. It should take you no more than really an hour, mm -hmm. but you'll be the first time doing it. It'll take you, it might take you longer. Uh, make sure your engine needs to be cool. If you're going to drive your car around and come home and then go to do this, this engine is going to be like hot, like it's going to burn you. It's been running in an engine that yeah. co combustion. It makes fire in there. And so the oil is going to, I mean, it's going to be scalding, burning your skin if you do it when you get home. That's not, a, you can't do that. Don't do that. Um, and so, because you're going to get it on you whenever you're trying to take the filter off with your hand. You're, you're, so also wear some clothes that you don't really care about. You shouldn't be bathing in the oil, but you could get it on your clothes. You might be. You should be laying on the ground anyway. So now take your filter off, and uh, from the bottom there. Well, actually, you would. 
So I got, hold on a minute. So I did, I did do the steps to get the filter off, but first there's actually a nut down there that's in the oil pan. See, YouTube's gonna be your best friend to show you your car mm -hmm. and how to change it. So look up how to change your oil and it'll go over the steps for your car. Uh, but you oil pan nut, you, you got a little bolt down there you're gonna have to unscrew. And uh, it's gonna be a certain, you need a wrench or a socket. And then you'll undo that one first and the oil's gonna spill out. You need to catch it in like a pan or something. Something that's going to be big enough to hold how many quarts of oil you have in your engine. Uh, like I have a big metal pan. You could have something like maybe, maybe a big Halloween bowl or something from Halloween candy. Maybe something you don't like because you really don't want to eat out of it after you put oil in it. You can wash it clean, but it will always have a little oil smell to it. Mm -hmm. So you'll designate this bowl for you to catch the oil with. And uh, so you got to catch the oil. And then so you'll unscrew that thing. It's going to squirt out like 8, 12 inches because uh, there's a lot of oil in there, like, you know, how many quarts in there. It's going it's to come out with a little bit of force, and you're going to catch it. Then it's going to start dripping. Just leave that nut off for now. Don't lose it. And then you take the oil filter off. There'll still be oil there, and it's going to come out on your hand a little bit as you unscrew it. You keep screwing, unscrewing, unscrewing, and boom, till that comes out. And now you've got the pan underneath that because oil will come out of there too, just a little bit. And then you pour the rest of the oil out of the filter into the pan. Now put that aside. Now that you've done all that, you're gonna get your new filter. Screw that bad boy on there. You gotta check your you check your vehicle manual for what type of filter that you need, or hopefully you watch that YouTube video and it'll tell you what type of filter you should use for your your car. And uh, and so put that new filter on there. Put the nut back on. Make sure you put that nut back on down there because if you don't, and you put new oil in it, it all falls back out again. And so now put you you got your nut in there. You got your oil filter back on your new one. Then you go to the top of the car, you find the little oil picture sign, which looks like a little like teacup kind of thing, teapot looking thing. And then you unscrew the top of that, you need a funnel. You can also use, here's a hack, a paper plate. Uh, you get a paper plate and you put it into like kind of a funnel kind of thing. Funnel shape, yeah. Yeah, and then you just put that down in there into the hole. And then you use that and you hold on to that as you pour the oil into it. So you don't have to have a funnel, you can use a paper plate. And... Um, and probably the paper plates who are coated in plastic work better, I would assume. It would have get soggy. I'd never used an uncoated plate. We don't like those. So now you've got oil in your engine, and you just put everything on, look down to make sure nothing's dripping or leaking. So you should tighten everything tight, and as tight as you can with your hand on that oil filter, and then that nut down there, as tight as you can get it uh, easily, and then it stops, and then you do another forced quarter turn, because it's metal on metal, so you can do another quarter turn with like a wrench. And then so now, you're boom, your oil's changed. And then I shouldn't take it too long, especially after your first time. And then so now you can do that to save money and take care of yourself. Boom. Oil changing with Blaine. There you go. Done and done. All right. Now number two is honestly, I'm not going to lie. I, I at one point did not know how to do this. He called me. Wait, did I? Yeah. I remember your, your tire went flat and you called me to help you change your tire on your Eclipse. And you were next to what a place in Montana's or something. East I see. No, I, I don't remember calling you. you I just, I, remember that because I showed up because you called me like, "Hey man, could you help me change my tire?" And uh, remember that. And then mm. afterwards, you drove really slow on the side of the road to the dealership because we couldn't get the lug nuts off because they were on there so tight. No, 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 no. Okay, okay, no, no. That's not the first time I had to change my tire, but I do remember what you're talking about now. Oh, okay. So the first time I had to change my tire, I had no. I was. Uh, basically, then all the rubber came off my tire, and, and then I saw it in the back of my meal, just rolling down the, yeah. the rolling down the highway. Wow, you had a blowout. Like, I guess that, that's what's considered a blowout because like it, there was no rubber, like the rubber was already gone. It blew out of your tire. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, that 
that's probably not good. I should probably pull over. So, so then I was like, you should have had a, like a weird feeling. It was like wobbly feeling or something. It was a little before then. Yeah. And then I looked back and I was like, that's not good. But anyway, I pulled up. I had no clue what to do. Thankfully, these nice people actually came by and like kind of like helped me out. But there was one thing I was missing. It was the key because my uh, locking lug nuts. Yeah. So locking lug nuts, you need a special key to get like unlocked. You just put it in next to it, and then you put the. It keeps people from stealing your tires. Yeah, like or your rims. Yeah. So you just use that to like you know that's supposed to be usually got a that's. That one, you don't have to undo that nut first, but you're going to have to have a key to get that yeah, nut. Yeah, that's that, what I'm trying to say. Thank you. So, like, like I remember my dad told me, he's like, hey, Ben, remember where this is at? I completely forgot about it until, like, 20 minutes afterwards. That happened. Then I did it. Boom, boom, boom. Figured out how to change my towel. Boom. Did it and done. Then I'm like, and I thought, okay, this is something pretty simple. Most people will probably figure out by now. Uh... No, it was actually wrong because when I was talking to people at my age or younger, uh, they actually didn't know how to do it either. This guy, um, and this is how I'm going to explain how you do it. This guy, this is his last day on the job. He was about to go to the army. He we were talking. He's like, hey, Brandon, I have no clue how to change a tile wow. at all. And I'm about to go to the freaking army. And I'm like, well, and I'm like, okay, dude, it's actually going to be a little bit of your lucky day. My, t- I feel like my tire was a little low. I'll show you how to change it whenever we both get off walk. So, what you want to do is you want to get your, um, what is it called? A tire wrench or? Well, they it call it a tire iron. Tire iron, thank you. Your, your little, what comes in your car, that little jack that yeah. comes in your car, that tool that goes in the jack also will have the thing for the lug nuts on your wheels yeah. that came with your vehicle. And so that allows you to take that lug nuts off. And it should also be next to your spare tower too. Based on what it is, mine's in my back seat. You're now you have a car, so your spare tire is in your car. Yeah. So yeah, next to your spare tire. Yeah. Uh, in a truck, it'll be. It should be there unless something like took it and you got a pre-sold like you bought it pre-sold and somebody kept it. It should be behind your back seat. You can like yeah. pull the back seat back if it's like got a, a back seat to it mm. and pull that back otherwise you may just have some junk in there but most times the back seat can pull back on a truck so yeah you get like you said you get your tire iron out and you're going to get that out and you're going to unscrew your lug nuts yeah like it doesn't matter which way you do just make sure if you're trying to unscrew the one with the lock that you have the key so that we can get it off so here's yeah. the next pro tip so sometimes you start with the nut you cannot get that one off move to the next one and uh, sometimes some other ones are going to be easier to get off than others. Yeah, that's and then true. You, you work on trying to get it. Now, next pro tip after that, you jack up the side that you need to take the tire off first. I feel like that's a given. It sounds like a dumb thing, but people who never know have no idea how to change a tire need to know that because when you t- raise it off the ground, it releases the pressure that's on all the nuts. Okay, okay. So the vehicle, because it's going to be. You probably won't even be able to get them off because of the pressure against it. The weight yeah. of the car is on the nuts, keeping them locked in, too. So you lift that. You put the jack on that side. You lift it up in the air so you can start trying to get them off. You can't get the first one off. Just move to the next one. And then once you start getting some loose, you can start getting to where some of the other nuts that are harder to get off will get looser and come off for you. Yeah, and then in worst case, if none of that works, WD-40. Yeah, and also... If you had a hammer, it would be convenient, but most people won't. Sometimes you can kind of knock them with, mm-hmm. with a hammer, give them a little, not like, don't hit the shit out of it, oh, but yeah. like knock it, give it a little knock, knock, and uh, sometimes it'll kind of help break it loose. 
And uh, so that can be another thing that you can try. All right, so after that, you know, what you're going to do is you're going to take off all the lug nuts, take off the tile, put the spell tile, put the main tile to the side. Put the lug nuts somewhere like in your seat or something yeah. so you don't kick them and lose them. You could kick them yeah, that too. and they'll disappear and you're going to have a hell of a time trying to find it. Yeah. And so then, put them somewhere you can even in your pocket or in your seat so you don't lose your lug nuts. Yeah. Then you grab your spell tile, you're going to line it up to uh, the, the holes, mesh. Yeah, the holes and all that. You're going to push it in. And then what you want to gonna want to do is you want to gonna put in, kind of like what I usually do is I usually kind of like put all of them in but don't tie them. Then I go to one tie on one side. You're supposed to do a star pattern. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Doesn't have to be perfect, but like you said, you're gonna put them all on. You're gonna hand tighten them all all the way down. If you get hard on the hand tightening one, rotate the whole tire, and it'll make it loose like to the top. Yeah. And then hand tighten them all on to where you can't hand tighten them anymore because that's gonna save you time. And then hand tighten them all on, and then now you get to where you get that wrench out. You're then you kind of want to do a crisscross pattern. Yeah, basically like a star. Imagine you're drawing a star and go like top left, bottom right, you know, and go and do a little exactly, star yeah. pattern and tighten your six or if you're in a big truck, like eight nuts. Yeah. And then go tighten your six lug nuts, whatever. And then basically once you get them to where it's easy to tighten and it'll get hard and then get another quarter turn because yeah. it's metal on metal. That's typically the rule of thumb. You get another like good tight where you actually have to uh, muscle it and get another quarter turn out of it on each of those. And then you just go back around you rotate your tire again and you got to keep rotating your tire until you get to that point. Because yeah. sometimes one will seem like it's tightened and you just rotate the tire to where it's on the top and then it's like looser again. Yeah, and then you know, of course, always put your tools and everything back where you found them and all that. So you'll find them again next time. And also make sure you grab your the tile that got blown out and all that. Put that in your trunk or something so that way you know. Put that in your spare tire location. Yeah, typically because yeah. you just use your spare tire. Now a lot of cars with a spare tire come with a, especially cars come with a tiny little donut. Yep. You're not supposed to go fast with those things. Those things are tiny, and even they have stickers on them that says "Don't go over like 50." Yep. Or 55. Yep. And so, because they're literally smaller than motorcycle tires. Yeah, those, those are really small. Then, you know, try to get a new tire as soon as you can and all that. And don't take forever driving on a spare tire. A lot of people do that. It's going to mess up your alignment in your vehicle. It's over time because it's crooked and sideways. It's going to mess up. I do believe it's the alignment. I don't. I have a, my spare tire is a full-size tire in my truck. Instead of like a cheaper one, I have the same brand and everything in there. Brandon drove around a long time on that little donut. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was I was I was looking on the top of him. My IC was saying that I was like, oh god, I see you rumble. I'm pretty sure I'm making it obvious. But anyway, yeah. What he said a hundred percent true. Alright, so number four is cooking. Like I, No, wait a minute, hold on. Wait, my number bad, three, number three, number, number three. Number three, I added this on there. This is some helpful stuff for you. Adding jumper cables and oh, toe strap. I added that note. So, another thing that was is a great thing to have in, in it. You never need to use it until you actually need it, which is few and far between. Jumper cables and a toe strap. And so, toe straps is a pretty small thing. I mean, it's like a foot by a foot. You can get a toe strap, put that in there. And in case somebody's, you have a friend, hey, could you come tow my car? And like, hey, you'll have a strap. You can at least tie your your car up mm -hmm. to where you can get towed back to wherever you need instead of hiring a tow truck because those aren't cheap. Another thing is jumper cables. Someone may stop and say, like, hey, is everything okay? Or something. You'd be like, man, my truck's died. Will you jump my car? Or something like that. Or my vehicle died. Well, 
technically you wouldn't have died because you wouldn't be able to start it if your battery was dead. Yeah. And uh, so you have someone jump you that's nearby you or something or somebody you know and hey well hey guess what I have jumper cables and then you can use those and get it jumped some stuff yeah like literally a friend of mine barely made it to my house one time he's like hey Brandon this is like right after he graduated like 6 o'clock in the morning I was like I was like yeah what's up he was like are you home I was like yeah I was like yeah what's up what do you need he was like I'm outside your house do you know how to jump start a car I was like yeah give me give me a second let me ask you this how did the, why is he just outside your house and he's a jump start does he live next to you? He uh, barely made it to my... I was the closest person... I was the closest person that he knew. He drove to your house? Like, he, he knew his car, his battery was about to die. And he knew... And I was apparently the closest person to him at that time. Since he was at a party or something at, at, at night. So he was somewhere and he knew his battery was dead. He knew he knew it was about... Like, I guess like he was barely able to start. So he, he figured it was about to die in a second. Well, here's the thing. Here's how this works. So if somebody needs a jump start... They can't jumpstart the car. I'm trying to figure out, did he drive to your house just to turn it off and ask for a jumpstart? I think so. Because like, if that's what he did, that was very not smart. Okay, okay. I was barely awake. I didn't ask too many no, no, questions. No, no. I, I understand what you're saying, but here's I don't know what he did. I don't, you may not understand the situation fully, but if your car can start and barely starts, you just don't turn it off. Your engine will run, your alternator will run, and your, your car will be good as long as the engine's running, even if you take like the battery's dead. Because the alternator produces power. Now, if you turn your car off, the only way to start it is with power to spark the spark plugs, which makes the engine start exploding and the pistons run. Yeah. And so, I don't know what happened. If you drove to your house just to say, I need a jump start and turn it off, that was not very smart. Like, I just remember going outside. He was like, I'm next to my house. I, he had the cables. I pulled up the image I have of, of how to do it. So, how you jump start a, a car is, is um, positive to negative, negative, positive, or is it... Um, Metal to ground, metal to ground, right? Uh, it oh, how does how is it, it called? It depends. Uh, my jumper cables have a thing on it. I don't. I've only used them like once, but essentially, I think it was positive, positive, and then negative, and then on the car that is being jumped itself, you put one of them on a ground, which is not the negative term. That's what it you is. You just put it on a piece of metal in there somewhere, like on the engine block or, or the hood. If you can get to it, some metal, as long as it's metal. Yeah. And uh, and so and then if it doesn't start right away, sometimes you have to give it a second. Yeah. So you can start, a, you can jumpstart a car with a, a, the engine on the car with a good battery not running. Mm -hmm. But if you need some extra power, like a car jumpstarting a truck, uh, you have that car start the car of the car that has a good battery. Start it and have it run. Hook up the jumper cables and wait like sixty seconds. It'll help it kind of build a charge and. Um, because their alternator is running, it helps make extra juice. And so and then try to start your vehicle then. Because if you can't get it the first time, then you need to have the in, let their engine run, give it about 60 seconds while you're, everything's hooked up, and then jump start it. Hmm. That uh, actually happened to me. Okay, yeah. yeah. I couldn't remember what it was called. I don't know if it was like positive or negative. Positive yeah, there's a certain way cards. to do it. I don't know if it's that important to do it in that way. I think it's kind of for the sake of the electronics our yeah. vehicles have nowadays. Uh, all I know, my jumper cable has a piece of tag attached to it to tell you how to do it. Yeah. I just remember, I found an image one time on, on the internet that yeah. showed how you're supposed to do it, so I saved it on my phone in case I have a need to, and boop, yeah. I cheated. So there you go. I don't know how important that is, but I'm assuming it's somewhat important if they give you instructions. Okay, now, cooking. Since, you know, we're talking about, like, you know, you move, you left the balls in this and all that. You don't need to eat and all that. You really eat ramen every day. That, that's going to get tiring pretty fast. And it's not healthy. Yeah. There's no protein in ramen. Yeah, but so like, um, 
you know, there's a bunch of TV shows that can kind of like help you how to cook, YouTube videos and all that. Like, you know, one of the cheapest and simplest things you can cook is chicken and all that. Oh, yeah. Chicken and rice. Yes. Like, chicken, probably, depending on how thin the slice is, maybe about seven minutes on each side, depending on how you do it. Or bake it for 40 minutes. Boom, you're good. 40 minutes? Yeah, bake it about 350, 400 degrees for 40 minutes in the oven. Like a whole thigh? Or like... Like a whole breast. Like a whole oh, thick okay, breast. Oh, okay, breast. I don't know if I would do... When I cook it, I don't think I did 40 minutes. And it was cooked perfectly. I don't know. It's going to depend on your temperature and yeah. your oven and stuff. Yeah. But just, I mean, you can look up recipes, how to bake chicken. If you're if you're not very good at cooking, I will say... Like, practice can, makes perfect. You can make things on a skillet. Yeah. But if you want to be really simple, putting things in the oven is literally set it to a temperature, set a timer, and come back. Yeah. And it's also, so easy to make things in an oven. And also, in case of some guy is saying, oh, I don't need to learn how to cook, learn how to cook. Ladies will love that. They will like it if you can make them a meal. Yeah. And then bring some wine. Okay, so... Like, you know, and you got some apps that can, like, help you learn how to cook and all that. Like, one app I, I use this too every now and then is Tasty. They have a bunch of recipes. They give, you the, they give you the list of ingredients. They even have videos of what you're supposed to do and all that. And, you know, they also have, like, you know, hey, here's how to make stuff on a budget and all that. Yeah. Then you have shows like... Um, you can also do YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, and, exactly. And anything you can ever want, you can find on YouTube or just yeah. the internet. Google. And also... Also, the Gordon Ramsay even has um, a YouTube channel where he shows you how to make some of his dishes that he makes. There you go. And also, one thing I did, he said this in an interview one time that I think is pretty good to know. Five things you should know how to cook. Number one, a great burger. Number two, a healthy breakfast. Number three, a bashing dish. So in other words... A what? Bashing dish. Ba- I think. What is that? A bashing I, dish. I think it's British slang for, for like a really good dish. For like a good dish, you know, so like ah, an entree and all that. Of course. Four chicken. Five a cake or dessert. There you go. And honestly, I agree with all of those, especially the healthy breakfast and the bashing dish and all that. Yeah. I mean, like, like he, he even shows you how to make breakfast, desserts, and all that stuff, so you know. Well, we won't go into the details how to cook all those different things, but yeah. you can easily find stuff on the internet. YouTube videos are great. And remember. Oh, my bad. Well, if you like to read, then just look up and look up on Google an article and find it. Yeah. Instead of watching a video. And also, remember, practice makes perfect. All right. Now, Blaine, you said the the last one up. So why don't you go? All right. Last but not least, a very short point here. Um, so s- scheduling your bills on a calendar app to stay up to date or something that's going to remind you. Uh, I've said it before. I'm a big fan of Google Calendar. Uh, I like Google's products. They're great. They're free. Honestly, and I did forget that my I had to pay my card. Uh, like I forgot to pay one of my cards, uh, like by three days. <laughs> oh really? Forgot, yeah. Recently? Forgot, yeah, actually recently because I was. Luckily, like, they give you some time. Yeah. They give you like a week or so, or it's even thirty days. Even though if you go delinquent on it, that you have like some free time. Obviously, you don't ever want to do that. But yeah. if you pay, if you go delinquent and still pay it within a certain time frame, they won't actually report you. To the credit agencies. Yeah, Apparently, I've read. So maybe it's like after you didn't pay it after 30 days, like you have seven days to hurry up and pay it maybe. Mm-hmm. there's You can look this up. I don't remember what it is, so don't quote me. But essentially, don't don't get in that spot by using a calendar app to stay up to date. Google Calendar. Whoop, excuse me. I love Google Calendar. Um, I put all my stuff on there. Anything I need to know, important birthdays, whatever. Uh, I put on Google Calendar, and you can set it to remind you. 
uh, you know, a day before, a week before, an hour before, a minute before. All you can set it to do it multiple times: one day before, two days before, three days before, and a week before. And if it's something you need to prepare for, so it will keep telling you, "Hey, man, have you done this? Have you gotten ready for this?" And yeah. so you can set these reminders. I have all my credit cards on there to tell me, "Hey, go pay these credit cards." And then so I, you know, I've got systems in place. I naturally go pay them off just in the middle of of the thing before they even ask yeah. me anyways but in case I don't I have a thing that says hey pay your discover card and I'll go and pay it also you know you can also use that to do like dentist appointments doctor appointments etc etc exactly. and all that. that yeah that's important which is like, something that honestly I've been like kind of slacking on like on some of my appointments or like due dates for bills and all that but like I'll be like oh shit oh shit let's do today Go to my go to my phone. That was a close one. Yeah, exactly. That was a close one. Yeah. So if you, it helps remove that guessing game out of it. If you go schedule these things, your phone's going to remind you, and you're not going to miss the stuff that's important. It's it's you know always nice to keep the power on, and keep the water running. Yep. And if you miss those bills, they turn it off. Mm Mhm. All right, guys. Well, that's it for today's episode. Let us know if those if there's anything you learned in today's episode, or if you are ever on that spot that. I did not know how to do this before. Or if you have also on the Instagram post, you can go in there and comment something else that you think people should know as soon as they're moving out or starting to live on their own or go to college, get right, getting out of yeah. high school. Things that that was useful. That like, hey, I didn't know this simple thing, and it was such a good thing to know. Comment on that, and somebody else will be able to use that. Yeah, exactly. And also, let us know if you actually knew about that whole symbol thing on the laundry. Because actually, I was pretty surprised when I learned that. Yeah, I found it somewhere random. I was like, hey, you know what these 100 laundry symbols mean? I'm like, what? There's like 100 of them? There's, there's it was actually There's actually a bending to them? There's a diagram. You literally pull up a thing like you're learning a different language. Yeah. And there's all these symbols. So, yeah, let us know in the comments. And uh, if you want to email us for Oh, some... wait. What was the Instagram? I don't think you ever said it. Oh, yeah, Instagram at the uh, For the Long Haul Podcast. I think that's right. I think that's right. And uh, and so our Instagram, it's at username is for the long haul podcast. All one all one word in there together. No underscores. And then our email of if you want to email us, if you want to sponsor us, like Tasty or anything like that. Oh, honey. Yeah, whoever it is. Ryan uh, Reynolds. There you go. Mint Mobile. I'm a fan. Uh, I use it, of course. Uh, so FTLH podcast at gmail.com. That's FTLH, like for the long haul. FTLH podcast at gmail.com is our email. All right, guys. Until next time, have a good one. See you later.